Let's pray before we uh, look at this passage together. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, the fact that you have revealed yourself to us in it. And as we look at your word tonight, this particular part of it, we ask that uh, by your spirit you would help us to understand it and uh, know uh, how uh, it ought to make a difference to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it seems like everyone has a different idea about how to know God. Uh, There's more ways of knowing God than there are breakfast cereals at Woolies. Uh, There are more opinions about who God is and how you can know him than there are TV channels on Foxtel. seems like there are so many religions and sects in the world and, and more popping up all the time. And they all claim to tell you who God is and how you can know him. And they range from the sublime to the absurd. Uh, I wonder if you saw a TV series that aired on SBS a few years ago called John Safran vs. God. Uh, From the giggles, a few have. John Safran is a pretty out there character uh, and he decided that he wanted to know God. He figured that there are so many religions in the world claiming to know God that one of them must be right. So he went on a quest and he said that when he found the right one, he'd believe in God. He said that when he found uh, the religion that could show him how to know God, he'd believe it. That's a big call for a committed atheist. Uh, So he went on his quest to know God, and it took him all over the world. And the different ideas he encountered were amazing. He went from Zen Buddhism, uh, where the quest to know God is a journey inside yourself, uh, to voodoo animal sacrifice rituals in the Caribbean, from the impartial and judgmental God of Islam, to drinking the hallucinogenic Uh, juice of the peyote plant in America. From Mormonism, where knowing God means wearing the right kind of underwear, to Hinduism, where the truth about God can only be found through the wisdom of a holy man. Now, I'm not suggesting that John Safran presented the majority view of uh, world religions. In some cases, he didn't even present an objective view. Uh, He may have been more interested in uh, shock value and ratings uh, than he actually was in knowing God. But it shows us at least one thing, that in this world you can find heaps of ways to know God and any number of people who sincerely believe them. And the fact that there are so many different ways of knowing God shows that it's something that very few people agree on. And many people don't think it can be done. They say, if you think you know God, show me. Uh, And that's a fair comment, I think. How can you know someone who you can't see or talk to or touch? Even the Bible says that no one has ever seen God. How can anyone who uh, claims to know God must be lying? How can you know someone that no one has ever seen? Well, at the risk of sounding arrogant, I want to say that if you want to know God, your search can end with Christianity. The Bible says that it is possible to know God. But there is only one way. God has been made known. Uh, Let's have a look together at the last verse of our passage for tonight. Like a good murder mystery, we're going to go to the last page, read it first, and see who did it. Uh, We're going to find out how we can know God. Read verse 18 with me. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. No one has ever seen God, but God has been made known. He's been made known 
by one who is at the Father's side, one who in fact is God the one and only. There is only one who could make, no, make God known and he could do it because he is God himself. He is God the one and only. In our passage tonight, John tells us the story of this one who has made God known. In his journey to make God known, this one who is God, the one and only, has done three things. Uh, Firstly, he has come into the world. Secondly, he was rejected. But finally, he makes us children of God. So let's look through this passage and see what John has to say about this one who has made God known. Firstly, the one who makes God known has come into the world. Uh, John starts by introducing us to the main character. He introduces us to this one who is God, the one and only, who is coming into the world. And he does this by taking us back to the beginning of time as we know it, back to page one. This one who has made God known existed before time began. He was present with God in the very beginning. In fact, he was God. And through him, the entire world was made. And John calls this person the Word. Read from verse one with me. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. That sounds a bit cryptic, doesn't it? Uh, But it, it makes sense for John to take us back to the beginning, back to the creation of the world. Genesis chapter 1, which we read a bit of earlier, tells us that God created the world by speaking, by his word, and And in chapter 1 of his gospel, when John talks about the word, he's introducing us to this powerful, creative word of God. To this one who is God and who who was with God in the beginning. The one through whom all things were made. And it is this powerful, creative word who is coming into the world in order to make God known. In the next two verses, John tells us more about the word and the word's involvement in creation. He describes the word as having life in himself, and the life in the word becomes the light of men. In creating the world, the life that is in the word is passed on and creates life for all men, and this life becomes the light of men. Uh, Read verse 4 and 5 with me. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Verse 5 may seem a bit curious. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. And that's something that will make more sense as we go on. So John is describing the one who is coming into the world to make God known. This powerful, creative word of God, the word which has always existed, which is God, and through whom all things were created. The word whose life is the light of men. This word or light was coming into the world. John the Baptist was sent by God to testify about the light so that all men might believe. Uh, He was sent to announce that the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. Have a look at verse 6 to 9 with me. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. But there's a problem. And this brings brings us to our second point. The sad fact is that the word was rejected. The true light that gives light to every man was rejected. 
Remember verse 5 said, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. The light came into the world, but the world didn't recognise him. The world which was made by the powerful and creative word of God didn't recognise the very thing which gave it life. Uh, Read verse 10 with me. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. And verse 11 adds to this and says that the light was not received even by his own people. Uh, God had chosen a special people, the Jews, to be his own, uh, his family in a sense, and even they didn't receive him. Look at verse 11. It says, He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Not only was the word not recognised by the world that he made, but he was not received even by his own family. Uh, One of my college lecturers uh, reckons that these must be two of the saddest verses in the Bible. How sad must it be to be rejected by your own family? One of my favourite movies is the Ben Stiller comedy Zoolander. A few more giggles. Uh, It's a very silly movie, but there's, there's quite a touching scene where the main character, male model Derek Zoolander, tries to reunite with his estranged coal mining family. Uh, Now, they're just too different from each other, and it doesn't work out. Uh, And his father says to him, You're dead to me, boy. You're as dead to me as your dead mother. Now, Zoolander's just a silly movie, but that's kind kind of a touching moment. And in real life, many people experience that kind of pain. For different reasons, they're rejected by their parents or children or siblings. They refuse to recognize them. Uh, and it's painful to be rejected by your family. How much more painful then for God to be rejected by the world that he has created and given life to? Uh, but in this case, it's even worse for the world. Uh, if the world rejects the very one who gave it life, what hope is there? Where is life if the world rejects the one who is the source of life? But it's not hopeless. We've seen that the word of God came into the world. Uh, And we've seen that this word, whose uh, life is the light of man, was rejected, even by his own family. But, thirdly, we see that this word, this light, makes us children of God. Uh, John says that not all the world rejected the light. And to everyone who did receive him, he gave the right to become children of God. Everyone who does believe gets to be in relationship with God. This powerful, creative word of God has come into the world to make God known. Not just that we can know about him, but that we can truly know him. We can know God like a child knows its father. To know God means to be in relationship with him. Read verse 12 with me. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And verse 13 describes how we become children of God. Uh, The way to become a child of God is not through natural descent. You don't become one of God's children simply by being born into the right family or or nation, as many of the Jews believed at the time. And you don't become one of God's children simply by uh, the natural act of sex and procreation. You become a child of God by God's will. God gives you the right to become one of his children when you receive him and believe in his name. Have a look at verse 13. Children born not of natural descent, nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Now John says that God went to great lengths to make us his children. 
In the next verse, he explains that the Word, the one who is God, the one and only, came into the world as a human being and lived among us. The powerful, creative Word of God came into the world as a human being. And because he did this, we can say that we have truly seen the glory of God. God has been made known in the form of a person who we can see and hear and touch. And he's been made known by one who is God himself. He did this so that we could be God's children. What an incredible truth. Uh, Look at how John puts it in verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now again, John the Baptist testifies to this one, and, and then John explains the great blessing that it is to become children of God. Read verses 15 to 17 with me. John testifies concerning him. He cries out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. In verse 17, John uses the name Jesus Christ for the first time. Like a good murder mystery, he's built up the suspense, and now he finally reveals the identity of the word as Jesus Christ. Even though as readers we've probably already known it from the beginning. And he describes the fantastic benefit that we receive through Jesus. So what does it mean that we have received one blessing after another? Well, verse 17 really explains it for us. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The law of Moses was central to Jewish life and a great blessing to them. But John is saying that in Jesus, God has given, given them a new and better blessing. The law of Moses was a gracious blessing, but it pointed to a better blessing, the blessing of the grace and truth that came through Jesus. Remember verse 12, that all who receive him, to all who believe in his name, he gives the right to become children of God. You no longer have to be born a Jew to be one of God's children. That privilege is now available to anyone who believes in Jesus' name. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now John concludes the opening to his gospel with the sentence we read at the start. The great summary statement describing how God has been made known. The powerful creative word of God, the word who is God, has made God known. The one whose life is the light of all men, he has made God known. Jesus has come into the world and lived among us as a human. He was rejected by the world. But to everyone who believes in his name, He gives the right to become children of God. Read verse 18 again with me. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. How can you know God? We started off thinking about the many ways to know God, and I said that Christianity has the answer. We found that there is one way to know God, and that is through Jesus Only Jesus can make God known, because Jesus is God. There are so many options in the world, so many ways to know God, but they're all lies. Uh, Muhammad can't make God known, because Muhammad isn't God. He's never even seen God. No one has seen God. The Hindu holy man can't, can't make God known, because he's never seen God. The Buddhist won't find God by looking inside himself, because the self isn't God. 
No one has ever seen God. There is only one who has made God known. Only one who could truly show us God because he is God. Jesus, the one and only, from beside the Father, has come and lived among us as a man. He is God and he has made God known. And why did he do this? So that all who believe in him could become children of God. To know God means to be a child of God. Many people want to know God, but so many reject Jesus. They don't recognise the one, the one who made them. They don't recognise God when they see him, so they have no chance of becoming a child of God. Do you know God? If you do, that's great. Uh, if you believed in Jesus' name and become a child of God, that's fantastic. Can I encourage you to remember that it's Jesus who gives you life. Keep looking to him for your example. Don't be tempted to know God in any other way. Keep believing in Jesus' name and tell other people about him. If he truly is the only way to know God, how can we keep him a secret? Share him with others so that they can believe in him and become a child of God too. And if you don't know God, well, I'm glad you're here. I hope that you can see the truth in the Bible. I hope you can see that there is only one way to know God, that Jesus makes God known. I hope you can see that to know God means to become a child of God by believing in Jesus' name. I can only plead with you, don't reject Jesus. Recognise him for who he is. Accept him as the one who made you and the one who can give you life. But if you want to know God and you're not convinced, don't give up on Jesus. Don't take a narrow view like John Saffron. But look seriously into this man, Jesus Christ, the word who became flesh. God, the one and only. Because if you want to know God, you need to know that only Jesus has made God known. Please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the great gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that through him you have made yourself known to us. We pray that this truth will be true for us every day. We pray that as we believe in Jesus' name and accept him as our Lord, uh, that we would know what it means to know you to be your children. Amen.